Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, all praise and all thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well, in good health and imam of faith, inshallah. And in today's episode, mashallah, Allahumma barik, I have a very special guest, my dear brother, Sheikh Abdullah Hassan, a man who's deeply passionate about his religion, the deen and the religion of Islam, mashallah. And it's an honor and a pleasure to have my dear brother on the podcast today. Inshallah, I'll be picking his brain for his life story, knowledge, experience and wisdom. So I want to first and foremost welcome my dear brother, Sheikh Abdullah Jazakallah khair for taking the time from your very busy schedule and welcome to the Human Habit Podcast. MashaAllah, Jazakallah khair Ibrahim, it's nice to be here and inshallah hopefully we can share inspiration with one another inshallah. Uh, khair and inshallah, I'm looking forward to it and, and you've been a busy man and travelling and it's been challenging to get you, alhamdulillah, Allah has made it easy and you came back and first thing that was from my thought was when I saw you, you know, when I saw you in London Road, I was like, yeah, yeah, yes, because yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about, where's your Abdullah? And everyone said, he's traveled. Mashallah, it's been a long time. Yeah, mashallah. And so, I know we've got Makhid coming up soon, so inshallah, and we'll try and squeeze as much as we can in that in time, inshallah, bi'idnillah. So without further ado, inshallah, and I will start uh, with my first few questions to kickstart our conversation. So, and Allah says, Indeed, Allah never changed the condition of people until they change what's within themselves. So I want to ask you, in recent years, you, mashallah, you've been totally committed, Allah Mubarak, to wanting to learn about your deen, and then afterwards to wanting to teach others. Is there a story or experience or someone who inspired you? Yeah, mashallah, it's, uh, it's a big question. <laughs> in terms of inspiration in a religious sort of context, I would say there were probably two main scholars. One main scholar, if I were to narrow it down, yeah. uh, Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin Al Albani. And I remember coming across his story when I was younger and how his family relocated from Albania to Syria and he actually thanked his dad greatly uh, for that move because it meant that he grew up speaking the Arabic language and subhanAllah, you notice the closer someone is to the Arabic language, the closer they are generally as a principle to the deen. Uh, so he moved to Sham, to Damascus, to a land where knowledge was present, more so than Albania, you could say. Uh, so yeah, his story was very touching, his life achievements, the effect he left upon the Ummah and the legacy, which still remains until today. Subhanallah. Mm. So I would say Sheikh Albani, in that sense, uh, in a religious sense, as for... Um, just wanting to help others and be someone who inspires other people. There's too many people, subhanAllah. Yeah. There's too many people. Uh, I would start actually, you know, mashallah, you know my older brother Mubarak, Mubarak um, yeah, who's, who's been in youth work and community work for since I think the age of 16. Yeah. He, he's an old man now, he's uh, yeah. mashallah, so he started probably about 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and 
Yeah, so you could say it has a bit of a precedence from my brother Mubarak uh, yeah. being in community work because yeah. it's the same thing, community work, exactly. pastoral role, the mischief role, yeah. uh, a lot of it overlaps. So, what age were you when you came across the fact that Sheikh's life story? You remember? I, I was in my early teens, yeah. yeah. I was probably about 14, 14, 14 years old. Okay, yeah. yeah. Were you into like in, in, in did you have good friends around you that were into Dean or did you just were you yourself into Dean like from a young age? Yeah. Or did you have good friends around you like I wouldn't say I had particularly good friends yeah. or particularly bad. I had probably the standard for Sheffield at that time. Yes. <laughs> uh, Alhamdulillah things have changed since then. Yeah. Uh, you notice mashallah now the masajid are more full. You find younger people now practicing, mashallah. Uh, when we were younger, yeah. when we were 13 or 14 or 15, it, w- it wasn't like that, subhanAllah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't really a jama'ah of young people who went to the masjid and prayed salah and attended lessons. Uh, yeah. So alhamdulillah, that's a blessing upon these later kind of generations, the millennials, uh, alhamdulillah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second question was, and I was saying, so you didn't have any particular friends then in that case. So that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say so much. No. So just that story that that you heard that came across that story, which then triggered you to learn about this and the sheikh and then yeah, that was a main part. Yeah, and that's what started your journey. Sometimes outside of Sheffield for lectures, um, okay, yeah. other cities, yeah. such as Birmingham, where mashallah there were more lectures. Uh, then Sheffield at that time yeah. and you know subhanAllah that probably gave me the backdrop to yeah. want to go down that path later on yeah. so yeah. when did you start learning Arabic then in, when you became more yeah. deeply interested like that's a good question yeah. uh, probably I think probably at the age of 16 yeah, yeah probably about 16 years of age Mashallah, yeah, is when I began I started taking it seriously I remember when I was at university I did a module in the Arabic language yeah. uh, and I look back now and subhanAllah the stuff we were learning and <laughs> I look at it now and I wish I had some of those exercise books Yeah. sometimes it's good to see how far you've come because yeah. you know we knock ourselves a lot we beat ourselves a lot yeah. but we're not doing what we'd like to we're not doing the things we'd like to achieve yeah. we're falling short which is true sometimes mm. but also subhanAllah sometimes it's good to look back yeah good to look back so definitely. what did you study in uni anyway what did you study then what was you interested like yeah so I initially studied economics yeah uh, I later went into linguistics language is that when you down that route yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah in the process uh, alhamdulillah I, I went more to you could say I've become uh, working more in the religious kind of yeah. role so, rather than a sort of professional job. Yeah. So, yeah and, so. and sometimes it's just life takes you down a route. I noticed that's kind of sometimes sometimes you don't plan things like that, but you just find you're moving in a you direction the current is taking you somewhere <laughs> you know so. yeah I say you stumble up on things because, exactly because exactly. like the path of Allah because also as Muslims we believe in the Qadr of Allah so sometimes you don't plan you might have good intention for this and that but then Allah has got a better plan so you just kind of stumble up on that path in it yeah you, exactly yeah. absolutely what did you want it to be uh, when you were a kid and why was it to do with economic business or things yeah, like that? Yeah, I wanted to be uh, an investment banker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So yeah. it sounds, I don't know if that... 
uh, why is a good question uh, there was someone someone that uh, a family friend who went into that mashallah and he he was speaking highly of it and uh, he kind of gave me some guidance in that direction yeah. of, um, listen if you want to go down this route do a maths degree economics something like that which is why I did maths at A levels yeah. and things like that and, yeah uh, uh, I, I guess that's what it was uh, looking back now yeah I probably wouldn't have chosen that as a specialism uh, yeah. I don't have that much I have a general interest in economics but uh, an in-depth interest in uh, macro and microeconomics yeah. it, it's I have things which are uh, more urgent yeah. and things which I like to devote more time to even in secular studies yeah yeah uh, but it's important economics is important it has a place in the it has a place in the world uh, yeah. we need economists uh, but today that's not me no no so that's something because today you changed your direction and like you said you're mm-hmm. more in that world community and teaching mm-hmm. and obviously you're more into the dean side of it but I'm saying at that time that's yeah. your um, and yeah. it's that particular family member who encouraged you to go yeah. like that, yeah. that route yeah. Yeah. yeah I only really left that kind of course and that path when as I started committing more to the religion mm-hmm. and the masjid I found investment banking, as you know, it has many elements which perhaps may contradict or some of the Islamic teachings. Yeah, interest in law and stuff like that. Exactly, riba. A lot of the models actually are based on riba. Yeah. It's very hard to avoid riba usury. Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. So that was the main reason really which made Pulled me turn off. away exactly. Yeah, 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 that time. Okay. So how do you set goals for yourself? Do you have any particular methods or system you've learned or developed over the years? Yeah, I mean, I'd wish to, I'd love to say that, mashallah, I've developed a model and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's tested, it's rigid, it's yeah. time-proof. Proof. Um, the Arabs, they have a statement. Uh, ask someone who has tried this and don't ask a doctor uh, so having mm. experience in something is quite it has its importance yeah. you know just being told about something and actually trying it out and seeing if it works for you yeah. uh, they're different things I think for myself at What's the beginning of my yeah. path of knowledge mm. I used to say very big goals yeah and then i used to try and break that down okay where do i want to be in two years okay where do i want to be in sort of five years where do i want to be in 10 years yeah and after i finished my learning my studies learning never finishes but once i've reached this level which i seek to yeah exactly to reach what am i going to do with my life Mm. and I, i guess it's it begins by being gold orientated yeah. first having the target what are you trying to achieve and then working off that yeah okay so this is my aim uh, how can i achieve that aim That's what do i need so for example if i want to teach tafsir if i want to dedicate my life to teaching tafsir which is a very noble action mm. how can i achieve that now in order to do tafsir you need not just knowledge of the arabic language mm. someone who speaks arabic can't just give tafsir they need to have knowledge of what's known as sarf morphology, how the Arabic language is composed of Arabic grammar. Yeah. I mean, many of us don't have knowledge of English grammar, we just speak it naturally. But yeah. when it comes to the Quran, a fatha and a kasra can change the meaning, subhanAllah. Yeah. So there's so many things that go into that, then you you know, subhanAllah, uh, you'd have to that's learn my method. Yeah, I work backwards from there. 
Yeah. And then I guess then it's the mini steps, the micro steps on a daily, monthly, yearly level. Yeah. Okay, so where can I find the teachers? Where can I find the knowledge? Where can I find the resources to yeah. become qualified in this area? Sure. And so you ask yourself good questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good, yeah. That's good. No, just think like it, that's good. So how do you sustain that motivation and commitment to achieving your long-term goals once you've set them? Because sometimes, you know, like um, even with Imam, we know that yeah, it yeah. fluctuates. Because feelings and, and also obstacles mm-hmm. and challenges and things can come. And you know what I mean? Let's say if you can't find a teacher yeah. and you, you struggle to find a teacher, Absolutely. how do you still sustain that motivation and the commitment for the long term? You yeah. know, that is an issue which... Mm-hmm. It's a difficult issue. I don't think there's one answer which would I'm solve it for everybody. No, I'm saying your, yeah. your perspective. Then from from my, my opinion, even myself, yeah. subhanAllah, sometimes you struggle. You have days where, mashallah, you've done more than your target. Yeah. Uh, for, for example, the Quran, you may have, mashallah, today I want to memorize this amount, uh, you know, five ayahs yeah. or seven ayahs. Some days, mashallah, you'll do 10 or 12. Yeah. And other days, you may find yourself doing two. Yeah. But I think it's just trying to be consistent in a balanced way. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're going to have a day where guests may come to your house, you yeah. may travel, you may be sick. So yeah. breaking it down on a daily level is very useful. Yeah. Because uh, there's some Arabic poetry uh, speaking about Arabic knowledge. Yeah. That the flood that we see when we see a flood yeah. in the countryside or in a city, there yeah. was Sheffield flood some years ago. Yeah. That comes from raindrops yeah. that have accumulated. So being very, very wise or knowledgeable or mashallah, um, having a successful career, being someone who reaches a very good level in, in this life. Mm. It comes from everyday steps. So daily steps. So daily have steps, it, absolutely. Like, and, then, <laughs> and then because we have our shortcomings, you, Alhamdulillah, I try and have my weekly. I look back, okay, these seven days, Monday I fell short, Wednesday I fell short. You know, they have even in dieting, so you reflect, days, don't yeah. they? Uh, and then reviewing it on a monthly level. Yeah. And then I guess the big review comes after 12 months and very often <laughs> we fall a bit short, but you aim for the stars, you reach the moon. Yeah, yeah so... So that's so basically that's why you know I became interested in habits because if you mm-hmm. look at all those things you said even like the from the flood to the rainfall mm-hmm. it's like the small tiny habits in it that you accumulate yeah, yeah, over yeah. weeks months and years mm-hmm. and then like you said also we've got the bad habits and also because life is like a it's like a test in it exactly so you exactly. you're not it's not like it just doesn't work mm-hmm. one smooth. Yeah, where, you know, you get obstacles. I mean, the, the way you put it, actually, that's a nice way. You can reverse it, mm. and okay, if you look at it from a habit level, mm. a cigarette is a habit. Yeah. Uh, the person may look at smoking one cigarette as insignificant yeah. in giving up smoking. It's like it's just one. Yeah. But subhanAllah, if, you, if the person gives up that one habit so, and then looks at the second cigarette of the day as I'm going to stop this one too. Before they know it, mashallah, they've gone a whole day without smoke. And that's yeah. what happens in Ramadan. Yeah. You know, subhanallah, yeah. which is about to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but subhanallah. And another thing is, you know, what's interesting, a lot of people do that, but then subhanallah, as soon as iftar is over, 
but it's as though subhanallah you're back in the real world whether you like it or not yeah and it's challenging isn't it because oh yeah. that's what i'm saying that the information and knowledge you could just go becomes fleeting because you become distracted exactly and by exactly. you know that information and knowledge doesn't sink mm-hmm. in it's i not, remember one a student of knowledge asking one of the ulama can yeah. i make notes during the khutbah <laughs> <laughs> You need to listen, just listen, yeah. you know. But yeah, it, it, it is a dilemma. It is yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it? it yeah, is, that's why I realized it was a challenge because we don't reflect on it. So, it's, so that's why I, that's a good point where you said weekly, like even just mm-hmm. what you just said, you reflect on a weekly. Do you do that regularly, a particular day, or just generally to reflect on your week? Yeah, where you said it's I guess when I get to the weekend, usually on a Sunday, yeah. because I don't know. Naturally, it's, it's a thing to do. Tomorrow's Monday. How many things do I need to achieve? I write down the things I need to do throughout yeah, the week. That's a good habit. How many have I crossed out? Yeah. And subhanAllah, I've got three or four that are left over that I need to do on Monday and Tuesday. Why do I have these three or four? Yeah. It's because on Wednesday, that free time that I had to do this, yeah. I ended up um, doing something else. If you ended up helping somebody, alhamdulillah, yeah. you, you know, you did something better, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you ended up just... <laughs> not really doing much with yourself and then now you've got a backlog of things you need to do yeah. then like you said habits are formulated yeah and also that you know that's that's a great point we say you know if you if you've helped somebody or you've you've done something more productive or more mm-hmm. better than the particular task you wanted to do like say for example you wanted to do a particular goal work on something and then you've ended up helping someone which is more better like you said in, in for you know for and in terms of religious like islamically because you get rewarded but you know if you've wasted it on social media or something then you actually beat yourself that's it exactly <laughs> it's like when you stay up at night and you think why am i awake at 3 a.m yeah. and sometimes you look back and mashallah if you prayed the piano late or you read the quran and you became emotional and thought, you know, subhanAllah, I need to look back into the tafsir of these ayahs, which happens sometimes, especially in Ramadan. You're like, okay, I'm half asleep (laughs) at nine o'clock in the morning for work. Yeah. But at least I had a productive, I had a beneficial night. But if somebody's watching a movie the whole night and... The next morning. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's challenging. The next question I wanted to ask you was, what's one of the hardest personal challenges you faced and how did you overcome it? Oh, many challenges, many challenges. Uh, the way this world works, uh, challenges are there on a daily basis. Uh, but if I were to try and find the most challenging, I mean, we had the COVID situation now, yeah. which for many people was one of the most challenging periods of time. And I think it's not just the illness. I think it's everything that came with it, staying at home, yeah. being isolated from others, uh, the loneliness, the masajid which were closed yeah. that many of us we took for granted mm. and yeah so I, I think because I was in different countries I was in Saudi I yeah. was in Somalia and, yeah. and there weren't real there were lockdowns in Saudi but it wasn't like here yeah. so alhamdulillah I remember speaking to my family and you know out there we had it good we so had we it did, good. And, and most of the most of the time were you like out there then? yeah exactly yeah. I came back you know <laughs> towards the end of Covid so yeah I, I missed the worst parts uh, and alhamdulillah I was in Muslim countries so the masajid were generally I mean in Saudi they closed them for a bit mm. but I mean they were open did you keep uh, distance right. yeah with social distancing and, and mask and, exactly yeah. but alhamdulillah you get used to it like yeah. everything so was that one was it difficult being away from family I, I, I mean I, I, I would be inclined to say the COVID period uh, just generally but from itself 
personally. But from a personal sort of uh, position, I, I don't know if I could say that because it, it wasn't too bad. I think in terms of challenges, most of the challenges that I would say have come being abroad. Yeah. And sometimes the UK, which is home in reality, yeah. sometimes we say we're going back home. Yeah. And I remember someone saying, what do you mean by back home? You're from here. And it's a subconscious thing that we mean we're from there. That's our real home. But when we really think about it, where we feel the most comfortable, yeah. home is a place where you feel comfortable, exactly. where you don't feel like a stranger or you're intruding. You know, and that's the UK. Yeah, because you grew up. Exactly. Were you born here? I was, for the I was here. I was yeah. born in, so in Sheffield. Liverpool. But I've grown up in Sheffield since yeah. my early. You know, so since yeah, I was a when you was a baby, and exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Being in Somalia, being in yeah. Yemen, being in uh, Egypt, where I've lived, and alhamdulillah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Egypt was your uncle um, because I remember yeah. had to your uncle um, is married to my cousin, you know, okay. and uh, Yasin, you know, Yasin. Yeah, Yasin. Your, your mum Shabba, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he's married to yeah. Yasin. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, cousin, Farhia. Farhia, okay. I two dads are brothers. Our two dads are brothers. Yeah, they are two dads. Well, our brothers in it. So, they're Kiba Dalai, literally. Uh-huh. My Basically. dad's younger brother. Uh-huh. So, I know he passed away. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a young relative. Yeah, young, I know, his yeah. 50s. That's Hoya's brother, right? He was yeah, your mum's brother, yeah. Sister, yeah. I mean, because your mum, you see, which one's older? I didn't too. See, your yeah, mom's my mum's older. older. Okay, yeah. so he's like a younger brother. Yeah, he wasn't. He was healthy. Yeah. No one expected it. Yeah, the Qadr. And exactly. Mm-hmm. And I remember, yeah, yeah I, I, because I used to stay in Liverpool with them. Oh, I see. So that's why I had a connection. Yeah, he, he was a good man. He was, a good he was man. very welcome. Yeah. So yeah, it was a challenge. So COVID was a challenge. COVID. But for you, it's been abroad. So yeah, for you, yeah. it's been... When you're abroad, uh, drink, you know, you have you problems that you never well. have in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, with my family, from my me. wife and kids. Yeah. And, uh, so in the UK, you open the tap, mashallah, you have clean drinking water. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't have this in many countries. Yeah. Even in the Middle East, in many countries, you can't drink the tap water. Yeah. So then you have to think about bottled water. Then the water is running out. Now you have an extra <laughs> chop that yeah. you've never had throughout your life. And that's one example. Mm. Now apply that to 20 different examples. Yeah. And now you've got, mashallah, an admin role that you never ever... Things you never thought about, things we sort of took for granted. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely um, being in the Middle East now to go for Umrah you know you need health insurance yeah and these kind of things have to the NHS yeah. I came back to this country uh, you know alhamdulillah um, seeing to some things and the NHS I went to the hospital and I was like alhamdulillah and yeah. I, I remember saying to one of the doctors the NHS is so they know I returned from abroad and they looked at me a bit like because people are constantly bashing the NHS actually in this yeah, country because yeah. you take um, it for granted resources mm. but honestly it's not until you're in other parts of the world yeah, appreciate uh, it. even some parts of the developed world the United States other countries where people go bankrupt because of medical insurance yeah. because they have an operation they have to sell their home yeah. and things we never think about so definitely Alhamdulillah guys that's it for today's episode Inshallah, we'll continue with our discussion and conversation with our dear brother, Sheikh Abdullah Hassan, in next week's episode. Until then, take care. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. 
and you don't decide your future, you decide your habits, and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind, and please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends, and until the next episode, inshallah, take care, and I wish you success in this life and the hereafter, and I ask Allah to give us all ربناتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after and safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh